Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 76, October 22nd, 2023. So glad you could make it. Welcome back after a pause of a few weeks with life happening all around. Um, We back here at the Madness and would have intended to record yesterday, the traditional DT Madness day of Saturday, Uh, but we we had to finish up tennis. My daughter, Sydney, and her partner, Arden, were... Uh, conference champions in doubles for the Crest Ladies Tennis Team this year. They uh, went 6-1, and one, I believe, during the conference season and then ran through the conference tournament uh, to capture the crown, which qualified them for regionals. Uh, so we, we drove up to Hickory yesterday uh, morning for a match that began at noon. And at about 2.40... We had concluded the first and final match of the season. We we drew a really strong Pisgah team, and it was a it was an even matchup. It really was a, a nice even matchup. And the first set you play two out of three sets. It's a little different than um, regular season where you would do a, a third set. It would just be a tiebreaker. But uh, in in the once you get to these playoffs, then you play a full three sets, and so. The first set, as you go to try to win six games, it was it was neck and neck the whole way, and so it did go into a tiebreaker for the first set, where you play the first to seven, or you got to win by two. Uh, we jumped out quick, but uh, they they rallied back. Pisga rallied back and took a heart heart wrenching kind of first set because it was a. Uh, there were some disputes about line calls. It's a, you know, the players call their own lines and it's, you know, it's just that the, the player up front was calling lines out at the back and it's just not something she could really see. You just, anyway, there's a, another player back there. So it just got frustrating. Um, you can call the coaches on to, to help manage that. It wasn't ever, you know, they weren't going to fight or anything like that, but Anyway, after losing that tiebreaker, that was kind of a gut punch. But our girls who got down the first two games that were down 2-0 in the second set rallied back, um, won five straight games to go up 5-2 before dropping one, but then closed it out 6-3. And so we're tied up at a set apiece. Um, Sid had, Sydney had hurt her back against Forest View a couple weeks ago, trying to lunge for a shot that clipped the net. And so kind of... Uh, she had to change direction, you know, in mid lunge. And so she just tweaked her back. And, and since she's been playing ever since, it hasn't really had any time to, to rest or heal. We've just been trying to manage the pain with the uh, biofreeze and ibuprofen and laser therapy at the Carolina Cairo. But um, so she, she tweaked that again, early third set. And, you know, we, we just, we couldn't get it together. And we dropped the first five games, and we were down 
05 and any many many other teams would have mailed it would have mailed it in there but our girls Sid and Arden battled they 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 reached down deep all the sports metaphors and um all the sports clichés you know and uh they won four games and were were closed it to 5-4 but uh couldn't couldn't get it done and so lost 6-4 but man what a season what a season and as I told them, winning the conference was the cake. They already took the cake. This was all icing. And so they uh, they both declared that cream cheese was their uh, their favorite icing. So if you if you see me posting things about cream cheese and you wonder what it is, it's a inside motivation for what a season. But anyway, so now uh, we do get a break from tennis, which will be good for Sydney's back. Um, of course, tennis is life, as you can learn in episode two, I believe. Uh, but you, uh, so they'll be back out on the courts playing, just just for fun, just for just for the game. Uh, but sometime in February or so, my my youngest boy Isaac will begin his high school career. So we'll check that out. One of the one of the reasons why I haven't been posting is because I did take a weekend getaway to Nashville, Tennessee, um, to see fish for three nights at the Bridgestone Arena, a hockey arena. And uh, that was just, man, that was just really awesome. I, I I realized right before, you know, that I was that, that dealing with grief, but dealing with just the schedule of, of all the things that were going on with the grief on top. Um, that I was just exhausted, you know, exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally. And so, you know, Sarah helped arrange for me to to get away for a three-day weekend to fish. And I got to go with, with my good friend, Matthew, uh, Matthew Martin. And, and Christy ended up show, uh, coming for the next night and my friend Topher. And, and I got to meet his wife, Becky, for the first time really for the first time uh, I'd met her before, but to spend time with her and then Philip and Jody and like, it just it was a great, great time. And Matthew and I, Matthew uh, is a, is a, is a carpenter by trade. He builds beautiful cabinets in primarily, but, um, but he's also got a couple daughters and he is filling in as a tennis coach and has other responsibilities. And so we both got there. Like we'd, We've been known to have a good time uh, in the past, but we were both there, you know, 45-year-old dudes at a fish concert, like, whew, just worn out, you know, and so, but we, we, we did our thing, you know, we, we danced around. I got, over the weekend, 30, almost 40,000 steps in, I think it was like 26 miles, which is a marathon. That's walking steps plus dancing steps, you know, as the as the Apple thing will record, but, uh, you know, they, they launched into a song called Julius, but I, I guess it could have just been whatever they wanted to play as always. But I found myself on those first few notes, just taking a true deep breath for the first time, you know, in a month and a half. And that, that felt really good. And then the, the second song they played was, was get back on the train and, it just felt it just felt right, you know. Through the weekend, they um, they played a song called "Dirt," and "Dirt" is 
you know, I'd like to live beneath the dirt and it's about death and Matthew and Christy know that's what it's about. And they must have imagined because they've both gone through losing parents. And so they, they must have imagined what my psyche was dealing with during that song, both beautiful and, and difficult. And they gave me the, they gave me the hugs during the song. It was just, it was just things like that all weekend, you know, like, um, it's just fish, man. And it was one of the songs they sing is free. And it's, it's, I feel the feeling I forgot. And that was it. Like I just feel and have felt lighter ever since. Um, in all the ways, physically, emotionally, mentally. And I came back renewed in, in all of those, in all those ways. And I love it. I love, I love it. I love going to see fish. It really is therapy for me. Um, and I, ways I, I guess I just can't fully, fully describe if you, if you haven't been Nashville itself was, was just wild. You know, like there was, there was the Broadway street or whatever, the main street with all the honky tonks and the Jason Aldeans and the Florida Georgia lines and, and all of that kind of stuff. And just massive crowds everywhere, bands starting at 10 in the morning. Like it is now apparently the bachelorette party capital of the country. It has surpassed Vegas. And so you've got these, these pedal, you know, pedal carts where you can drink your beers and they're singing their songs and hooting and hollering. And, um, but the craziest thing is that this, at these intersections, there's diagonal crossing and I don't know why it has impacted me so much, but I just, it was just crazy. Like it was just people crossing the road in every possible direction, you know, and nobody really ran into each other. My friend Christy said it's because Chick-fil-A has taught us all the zipper method. Um, but we diagonally crossed. In fact, I, I came up with a saying that if you ever feel lost, you must diagonally cross. And I think there's probably some real truth to that. But if you've never been to Nashville, if you don't do anything else, then definitely take those diagonal crosswalks. Um, it was just, wow. It was just, wow. Like, you know, there were, there were homeless people all around. There were some that were on Broadway that had huge signs that had, they were funny and clever, like what they were saving up for. Uh, the, the, yeah, I better not say those things out loud here, but, but then, you know, just in front of the hotel, like I wasn't in the bougie hotel, wasn't in the Omni. I was in the Drury hotel, which is somewhere between mid and bougie. And, but there were just folks sleeping out on the sidewalks pretty much all times a day. And I know that's true of, of cities. It's true of Shelby and, um, but it, it was just really striking to me that a, a block away was all of this, all of this money being spent, you know, and I know that the issues are complicated. I don't, I don't mean to say that they're simple. I know they aren't. Um, but it was just something that I was dealing with mentally as we were going through it. And then because you got the homeless folks of Nashville and then you got like the, the, the cowboy, I can't say that word either. Um, you got the, the, the short Daisy Dukes and the long boots and bellies are out and, and, and then you got the bros that are around. And then in the midst of all this are all of us, you know, fish hippies and Wookiees. And like, it was just a really crazy mix of people. I had a, a good time 
eating. I like to, I found a, a really good smoothie place. Um, the first day I went, it was a, a black owned uh, place. I, I can't remember what it was named, but there was like this thing called ocean water and it was really good. And I was going to go there the whole weekend, but they were um, closed the next two days. I guess they were closed on the weekend or at least the times when I went. So I went and got this green, I don't know, green ginger goddess type thing. And I got like the, a smaller mint leaf cause I don't want mint to overpower. And I felt like those people like, can I just have a splash? Can I have a splash of caramel? You know, I was like that guy, um, ordering my smoothie, but it was really good. And it had all the super things in it. You can get activated charcoal in your smoothie and I didn't, but I don't know why I should have, you can get like bee pollen and there were a lot of different additives that you can throw in to have your uh, superfoods ready. So I got my smoothies. We went to this place called another broken egg and I got a massive waffle with a bunch of other breakfast foods and the waffle like had some goat cheese on it from, from Christie's pancakes and, and goat cheese on your waffle turns out is just unbelievably amazing. Um, the coffee places were good. All around, I'm still trying to get this turkey avocado bacon sandwich from this one place because one day I went and they gave me the wrong menu. And then the next day I went, the, the floor that they sent me to, that was the only floor they didn't have this sandwich. But anyway, it got me hooked on milkshakes there. I did get I did get a milkshake from that one particular place. Um, but overall, man, the food was just, it was good. We didn't go to the honky-tonk places. I didn't go to whatever you know Blake Shelton's bar or whatever all those kinds of things I just found the places on the outskirts unfortunately on the second morning the Saturday morning I've got this neck traction thing like that I got from the chiropractor we used to go to a man named Dr. Ernst in Charlotte and it was just some amazing stuff like some really all alternate alternative type healing and um, you know diet based stuff but so I got this neck traction thing that I do every morning and I, I took it with me because I have this belief, whether it's psychosomatic or whether it is somatic, I don't know. Like, But either way, I, I have this belief that it really keeps me from, from getting sick. And so I, you have to hook it on the door. Like there's this thing that goes over the door and then you close the door and that, that secures the thing so that you can then kind of hang and your neck tilts back like you're looking straight up. And... um so I took it with me and, and, and was hooking it onto the bathroom door in, in, cause that was the only place in the hotel room that it would, that would work. And I realized that the, the towel that was in the floor, cause I can throw my towels on the floor cause it's hotel and I'm the one that's there. And it was in the way of the door. So I, I took my foot to, to move the, the towel out of the way. And as I did, I realized that I wasn't holding on to the, to the traction device anymore and it fell and the only hard part of the whole thing is like the the outside of the handles where these plastic pieces on the handles everywhere has foam all over it except for these parts and it landed on my middle toe of my left foot and like right under right at the bottom of the nail and i guess i'm standing also on this uh you know what do you call those the tile floor and it cracked my toe and I was bleeding out and I was bleeding and I was just having to use the hotel towels. I went and tried to tell uh, the, the person that was going to clean the room. I couldn't, we couldn't communicate very well. All I know is banos. I don't know the word for blood, but I'm like, yes, there's blood on the towels. I just wanted to give you a heads up for when you go in there. 
um, that the hotel didn't have like first aid creams or whatever. So they brought me a Band-Aid. I taped it up, put my sock on over, you know, in my Birkenstocks, walked half a mile or mile and a half, probably half a mile to the Walgreens, got some, got some stuff, you know, and then I've been, you know, looking at hydrogen peroxide and what's better and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, man, it's two weeks later and my toe is finally healed up, but it is still jacked up looking. And luckily like it didn't hurt, like it wasn't broken, but it it was a real thing. Like I had to make sure that people weren't going to step on it. And I was like, I was kind of bleeding out there for a second. Um, anyway, this is all about fish and we're still going on fish Nashville. And look, the reality is, is that that conversation continues and the conversation has been in my head. Like Nashville was was a fill in because like I just didn't think I could make it for New Year's, and I still don't think that I can. But I just have this conversation in my head like over and over. How can I make these numbers work? Because of course it's expensive to to fly to New York and stay in a hotel in New York, and like there's the possibilities of you know it's it's New Year's weekend or whatever and so it's late december maybe it'll snow maybe that'll impact my flight and if i ah man there's just all these different things do i want to be away from my family at that time my boy will be turning 20 my 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 wife and daughter i got them the the pretty girl from raleigh package like the vip package to go see the avid brothers in uh raleigh you know and and like there's all these kinds of things like i shouldn't do it money i've got these things like what if my water heater goes out or i need to repair the hvac when it gets really cold or you know i know i got to get new tires for my camry here pretty soon i'm approaching thirty-five thousand miles on that thing um college and stuff you know like i gotta pay for these things but like i'm i'm good with all that like you know i, I joke with my students that my credit score is 815 and that's like a, a pretty nice pickup line like hey girl Um, but anyway, I know it's expensive and I know I shouldn't do it, but I still find myself looking at the ticket prices. I still find myself checking out flights and how can I arrange this thing? But it's, it's just because it means so much to me, you know, and like, because it is healing for me. It's, it's not just going and having a, a good time. Look, I'm, I'm, I don't do the partying. I don't do that kind of stuff. Like I go and my beverages the only thing i'm getting into is coffee and a a green goddess smoothie with activated charcoal like that's that's my thing but the music fills me and the the lyrics inspire me the the jams take me places and often i will go just by myself where i don't even know anybody else there and that's that's the thing i enjoy too getting away with all these people thousands of people but none of them know me and that's a freedom too for me. So, ah, okay. Anyway. All right. So really the the topic as we are 20 minutes in for, for this podcast is starting over. I mean, it, and it's, it was what I came back from, from this Nashville fish weekend. It's a, it's a song, you know, it's Chris Stapleton. That has been our mantra for the year. It's, it's been our mantra for tennis season, but, but for, for a lot of things, it's written on our refrigerator and, and Sydney made a, a beautiful thing with sunflowers that says, um, that I've, that I've told you before that says nobody wins afraid of losing. 
Um, I'm looking forward to Stapleton's new album in a couple weeks, November 9th, I believe. Um, but I, I did, I went like just exhausted and worn out and like, what do I want next? You know, what, do I, where am I going? What do I want to do when I grow up? You know? And so these are just a list. It's A through K. I don't know if they, some of them overlap for sure. Um, but one of the things I want to do in this starting over period is, is teach. It's who I am. It's what I do. It's my gift. I'm a teacher. And I believe in the power of education, of course. And I'm, I'm in a pretty good space where I'm doing good things. I'm still struggling with AP seminar only because it's, it's more of a writing class and I'm not used to teaching full essay writing, you know, and also because I'm dealing with some seniors and who, who have, I think a lot lower motivation levels than I even had back in the day. So I'm working with them, but, but also just because like there, there are other classes too, where, they don't care about if there are three branches of government and they don't care about the power of the purse and they don't care about, you know, they can understand commander in chief because their whole lives have been filled with war, but at least, you know, on the news, but so I, I, I just, I want to ask the real questions. The thing that made me think of this is, is there's a song called golden age and, and in the song, uh, the, the lyrics go, you know, love, comma, don't you falter, you know, a command to love, don't falter. And this was all happening during the, you know, this was October 7th weekend. This is when the Hamas incursion into, into Israel and those massacres take, took place. And then the obvious response from Israel. And here we are, um, love, don't you falter. And then, and then the song actually goes really dark, this particular version after that. And it just made me think. Like even through the dark, even through the darkness, love, we're pleading. It's, it's maybe a plea, not a command. Don't you falter. And and those are the types of things that I think about. And those are the types of things that I think it's important to think about. Like, what does that mean in all the different ways? And so I, I do want to bring those types of ideas. I want to bring ideas to the table for my students to chew on. But there is this, there is this thing we've got going on. There is this, this book banning, you know, there is these kinds of things going on, which, which I think really is a, I've got to do this book talk. I'm doing a book talk on a, on a book called Southernmost in a couple of weeks for Gardner Webb. And it's a banned book series. And this book isn't banned in particular, but it, the angle I want to take is, you know, who is, who makes these decisions for curriculum? You know, how broad do we want these questions to be for our students? Who gets to decide what the questions are and what the topics are? Do, do, you, do you trust me as an educator? And, and that answer is no, increasingly, from our society, especially in the conservative South. And so, like, where are those lines? Who gets to decide? Should it be regional? Should it be state? Should parents be able to decide, like, on a case-by-case basis, on a student-by-student -student basis, I don't know where those lines are drawn. Obviously, there's got to be accountability built in, and there is. 
So anyway, those are the types of things I'm thinking about with education. I think about things like Disappointing Latte, which I think is a great band name or perhaps a chapter in my book because I'm the kind of guy that knows what I like and when I get it, it's good. And so I know that the standard drip, which I think is another title that could be used, standard drip, I know what I want. I want to go in, I want to get black coffee, just black. That's all I want. You know, I like the Columbia. I don't want the breakfast blend. For whatever reason, I don't like that blackberry fruity taste up front. I don't want that. So if that's the case, I'll get the dark. But I went in, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that vanilla caramel latte today because the large one has the three espressos. And I was going to get it. But I went in and I didn't know the person that was there. You know, she was a new person. And so she doesn't know me. I don't know her. I don't have that kind of relationship to be able to talk about it yet, you know. But I went with it anyway. And it ended up just being like a bunch of gobs of caramel in the bottom, like caramel soup in the bottom, which I'm not mad about. Like it was super like amazing treat, but it, it, it was a disappointing latte. It was too frothy. And so really I only got about three quarters worth because most of it was just froth. And anyway, anyway, I'm not trying to, but, but it, it makes me think about how much our society, how much our culture is built on grievance. I probably talked about this with Crest football fans, but like every single thing that doesn't go exactly perfectly, we get fired up about and tell everybody how if we knew how to do it, if they would just let us do it, then it would be right. You know, like that's the tone that we take. Nobody really has solutions, but they want to offer their grievances. And so I don't want to be that guy. If I get a disappointing latte, then that's the way that it goes. If Chick-fil-A takes 16 minutes, which they did, and I did get frustrated to give them my order because they accidentally bumped it off because I confused them about whether or not I wanted a frosted coffee or a vanilla milkshake. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. I don't want to be the guy who has a grievance about a disappointing latte. You know, I'll just drink it, take my triple shot buzz, move on, and grab the standard drip next time because I know that's what I want. Anyway, so I'm starting over. I want to get into teaching the real questions again or, or re, re, uh, revitalize myself in that because that is what I do. I don't want to be the guy that has a grievance about a disappointing latte. And you know what I want to get into? I want to get into pressure washing. I do. I want to get me a pressure washer because my like the, the walkway that I have up to my house, the way it's slanted, it catches the water when it rains, although it hasn't rained in forever. And so it gets, you know, it gets a little bit algae or mold. I don't know what that stuff is. And I want to pressure wash because I like it and it makes it, it's fun. It's kind of like blowing the driveway. And I know I got to pressure wash the deck and I need to do that every couple of years. I'm going to have to get into some handyman stuff and replace some of these planks on here. Wow. All right, Fraser, where you at? Because <laughs> we know what's going to happen if I do it uh, by myself. Starting over, music isn't starting over, but I want to try to listen to some new stuff. I'm looking forward to the new Stapleton album that's coming out. I've tried to listen to some Elephant Revival. I always go back. I mean, I just listen to Fish all the time or The Grateful Dead. I've been listening to this day in Grateful Dead history every morning. And uh, that comes on at 7 on the Grateful Dead channel, Sirius 23. Um, but man, I love music. I want to sit by the fire and talk about real things. I'm not a good, I'm not a good small talk person. I'm not. I probably need to be better at it. I'm probably too much of a snob about that. Um, I don't want to talk in cliches. I just don't. I want to sit around the fire 
It's coming up. It's fire season. And I want to talk about the, the state of education. And I want to talk about how everybody has a grievance. And I want to talk about beauty. You know, I don't want to talk about those things. Um, or I want to sit and not talk about them and know that that's good too. I got to get into better physical fitness. I was doing pretty good, you know, and then tennis season and school starting back and like, I don't know what my other excuses are, but I really have fallen off that uh, train for sure. A train I got to get back on. <sighs> like, the, the surefire way would be to get up early and go to the Y, but man, there's just so many obstacles there. First of all, getting up early. Like, I'm talking 5 or 5.30. And, like, my whole morning routine would shift. And that'll be fine. It will take some time. But there's, like, going out. And when I open my bedroom door, it makes this really loud sound. And then I'm creaking down the hallway. And I know that's going to wake people up. And I don't want to wake people up. I don't want them to wake me up. You know, like, it's going to be cold soon. It's dark for sure. Getting in the car, driving over to the... I just don't think it's sustainable. I just don't, as much as I want to. But the problem is, is that at 3.30, when I get home from school, if I don't go straight there and, oh man, I just don't, the motivation is just tough. Like, if I don't go immediately to the Y at 3.30, if I come home and sit down and light some Nag Champa and listen to some music and sit down on my front porch swing, I'm not going to get back up. Because teaching is tiring. It is. I don't know what y'all think. But I know your job is tiring too. But. So you know what I've done? I sat this morning. um, And. I'm going to try. To do couch to 5k. I'm going to try it. I'm going to be. I'm going to try to become a runner. I used to run some years ago. That would have been about 26 years ago. But I used to run around Gardner-Webb, and I was a runner, and that was fine, and I was 20, and that was great. Now I'm much more of a man, (laughs) pound-wise. And I just, you know, I've always worried about my shins. But you know what? I'm going to get some running shoes. I got some, but, but it's time for some new ones anyway. And... I'm going to do the couch to to 5k plan. I got the app. It's free for seven days. I I, I debated like for about 30 minutes this morning. Should I just do the the three month subscription for 20 bucks? Should I do lifetime for 40? Obviously like, but I think if I can just do it anyway, I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to get into running. And, and in the off days, that's just three days a week. Now running is just three days a week. And so I can do that because right now I have fourth period planning. And so I'll get my junk done that I need to get done, and then I'll go down to the track uh, at Crest High School. So I'm not having to come home and sit down. I can I can take my clothes with me, you know, change up, go down to the track at the high school, do my 20 minute plan. Two days of the week, I'll do the other one on Sunday. I'm going to start today, so Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. The other days, I'll do some weights and squats, and you know, try to make sure that I'm doing all the other things. And then also like, okay, I know I got to quit drinking milkshakes. Oh, milkshakes and frosted coffees and triple pump caramel lattes and, you know, cookies. 
and donuts and waffles. I love waffles. You know, I just got to get back on a more moderated schedule. I, I don't have to do the, the, the food really. I, I know what the food is good. I know what it is. I just got to cut the cut my sugar intake back. Anyway, anyway, I want to read more. Reading is something I, I devour in the summer. But when school starts, it becomes a little bit more difficult. But but I want to set aside a time uh, to do some more reading. I got this big stack over here right now. I've got this be, be now here, be here now. <laughs> it's upside down. Um, that's Ram Das, and I haven't gotten into it. I've got You Are Here, Keywords for Life Explorers from Steindl Rast. And I started reading that one. Um, that's more of probably a, uh, a morning segment reading. Um, Stories I Ain't Told Nobody Yet, uh, a book from uh, a book of poems, I believe, from by Joe Carson from my friend Nora. She gave us this. And, and I've got this one here called Wellness by Nathan Hill. It's a, a new one of the Oprah Oprah. Um, book club uh and and i've got to read it too and i want to get into all that of course i got to read southernmost first i read it one time but i need to get back into it so i can be really prepared for this book talk i'm going to give um what else uh you know what man like my boy is a sophomore in college and my daughter is almost 17 she will be in february and my youngest boy will be 15 and starting driver's ed really soon and like i'm not i'm not I'm not the guy who says, Tom, please slow down. I love to see them grow. I love it. I love that my boy is thriving in Boone. I love that my daughter is beginning to say things like, yeah, I'm about done with all this high school stuff. I'm ready to go to college. Like, I love it. I love that that's where they're at. I, I cannot wait. I love to see my boy finding his place as a freshman. And I can't wait till he gets his license and experiences that type of freedom. Like, I'm not the time slow down guy. I, I'm I'm okay with the with the standard drip of time. I really am. Um, but I know that this is, this is a third life kind of thing. You know, I know that in a couple of years, our patterns will be different. And so I'm interested in beginning some new traditions, you know, some, some ones that are focused just on, on the Gucci fam here, just on, just on the five, uh, not, not exclusive, but centered around, you know, other people coming to us rather than, um, spreading ourselves thin and going other places. But, um, but yeah, tennis is like that. And, uh, you know, we'll get to go see Sam sing with his group voicemail, the acapella group, uh, in a couple of weeks up at, uh, acapella Geddon, I think, or is it the acapocalypse? I can't remember either one. I think it's the Geddon. Um, and they're trying to repeat as champions up there. But anyway, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I want to wear my tank tops. And what I mean by that with starting over is like, I've talked about getting my ear pierced. I'm probably not going to do that. Like that isn't me. You know, it was me thought about growing my hair out long, but that's just going to take too long. And I don't, it just, that's probably not me either. I can grow my beard out long, but I want to wear my tank tops and not really care what you think. Like, I, I mean, look, a part, a huge part of all this starting over is I'm probably done with, with, with public service like in terms of government i've got two years left and i don't mean to say that i'm mailing it in i'm not like i'm i'm regaining the steam of being an active mayor and there are two things that i have <clears throat> two strong desires that both are in the works and i want to see them through and if those two things happen then i will be satisfied with the work that i've done as councilman and mayor over the 10 years after the next two i'm eight years in now <clears throat> 
Um, but I don't like my heart isn't there to continue on with that. And that's what made me think. And look, I got nine years and then I retire and I got four years until my son, my daughter and son will both be out of, of high school. And so like, I don't know, like, should I use my administration degree and, and try to be a principal? Should I go to school and get my, um, I, I've thought about being a, a mental health counselor type person. I've thought about being a town manager. I think that would be really fun. Where instead of being the political head, I would be the day-to-day administrative person. Um, I've thought about all that. And, and so that's kind of where starting over comes from. But through it all, whoever it is, I, w- I want to be me. I want to be me. Um, is it Arrhenius? Arrhenius, I think is how you say this person. And he says that the glory of God is a life fully lived. A man fully alive is the glory of God. And yeah, I like that. And so I'm shedding off all these things, shedding off my skin. We went to see Jesus Christ Superstar um, a couple weeks ago. Was that last weekend? Me and Sam went. We were supposed to go during the 2020 days, and of course that didn't happen. So we went and saw it in Charlotte, and man, it was just absolutely phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Um, I've had some questions. Like there was some people who came around from my dad's funeral services who asked, you know, was was our Broad River church thing, like was that really real if it didn't, if it all imploded the way that it did? You know, was it really real? And it's been a huge struggle for me. Those are still scars that I carry. Um, relationships that have been broken that have, that are really difficult for me to consider. And... Um, it, one of the things that I've realized is that if nothing else, and I think there were other things, don't don't misunderstand, but but what what was that decade about for me? And for me, it was that I I got to study the the Bible um, in depth. Like I read everything. My guide through all of that was was um, N.T. Wright, uh, as many would say, one of the leading scholars on Paul in the New Testament in the world today. Um, I read many other authors besides him, but he was the main one. I got a new book by, of his called Into the Heart of Romans. It's at school. I read it while I'm at school. Um, it's primarily focused on Romans 8. But I, I, I did. I read, I read and I studied and I contemplated and I taught and I preached on all of that kind of stuff. And I'm hesitant to talk about those types of themes here, at least openly. Um, because I, I think that one of the things that I learned through all that study is how much I don't know. And I, I appreciate the desire for assurance. Um, but like, I, I just, these older people will come up to me like old people, MAGA type people. And we'll talk about how our country's going in the wrong direction and all this kind of stuff. And I, I just want to be like, no, the things that you say, the religion that you espouse is it's, it's so rigid and narrow and, and hollow. And I said, it, and I guess this took a turn, didn't it? But, but I just want to, I just want to encourage like people to consider the text and the context. I tell my students like, 
Jeremiah 29, 11 is a, a common phrase for people, a common verse. Yes, the Lord knows the plans and it'll all be good. And that's the one I put. But I used to be this guy in college. I would go around anytime people would write Jeremiah 29, 11 on their little whiteboards on their doors. I would make sure and write Jeremiah 29, 10 because yes, the, the story goes that the Lord will make everything good for you and will return to you and all this kind of stuff. But the verse before it says, after 70 years, after 70 years of your captivity, then I will return to you. That's a lifetime. That's a generation. You know, it isn't always, context is important. A broader reading and understanding and consideration is so important. So anyway, I want to get back into thinking about those themes and how that relates to my reading of Thich Nhat Hanh and Ram Das, you know, and Steindl Rast and, and, and Rumi and Mary Oliver and Wendell, you know, like, anyway, I'm babbling now. It's JC Superstar was great. But it, I guess I'm still rambling, you know, 41 minutes. Welcome back to DT Madness, y'all, if you've made it this far. The, the verse, like, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Paul says that. And and that becomes like a badge that we wear, like a flag that Christians fly. As though I'm, st- I'm not ashamed. And somehow that makes me better than you. Somehow, like, I, if I can wear this jersey, then I, I, I mark myself as other from you. And like, what gospel are you reading? What gospel are you not ashamed of? I think you missed the second part of the gospel, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember who I am. I'm just trying to remember, you know? Um, let, let's. Let's end with some tea time with Mara. Um, Mara is like the the negative, you know, like the the darkness. Uh, and when you read about the Buddha, Mara, Mara, Mara comes in and is the tempter, you know, and and his and his friend, um, his servant, I guess I don't know what you call the person, his attendant. Maybe that's better. Buddha's attendant tries to keep Mara away out of his tent, but Buddha's like, no, bring bring him in. Let's have tea together. Let's have tea with my shadow, with my darkness. So anyway, tea time with Mara. That's that's that music if you're new to the place. Um, it, 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 in my in my therapy sessions, like it's it, it's really wild, you know. Like I I go back and there are these psychedelic almost experiences, very vivid. It's a it's a, a systems theory you know, the different parts of me, but also a sensory motor, like trying to understand what my body um, knows that my mind maybe doesn't because childhood trauma, like you're not cognitively ready for those types of things, you know? And, and anyway, like some of the things that I, I remember, one of my, one of my very vivid memories is how me and my friend would play you know, whatever, six, seven years old, I don't know. And and there were these bushes, there was overgrown bushes, but that they had they were like caves, you know, you could go in there and we would we would get whatever whatever things were around, pieces of scrap metal or sticks or whatever, just like kids do. Because this is the era of, of pretend play of magic. It's magic. 
and we would go in there and we would be He-Man, you know, we would be the super friends or we would be whoever. We were going to save the world from evil. <clears throat> and like one of the things that I have kind of envisioned over the, at least through the past year or so being involved in this, in these, uh, in these therapy sessions is, is I've, I've thought that like, one of the things I thought that I was really sad about that I was really angry about is that that magic is something that I lost, that that was taken because I, I can see that magic. And then, and then, the, and then the darkness happens, you know, then the anger becomes, you know, and, and the struggle and the, the division of myself. But, but, but one of the things that I realized in, in this past time, um, as I begin to kind of communicate with this younger version of me is I never, I never lost it. I've maintained the magic through, through, through it all, through all the defenses and division and, and darkness, like through all of the struggle. I, I always maintained the magic. Like if you go back and read, if I go back and read the things that I wrote in my journal when I went out West, when I was 19, it's, it's looking for beauty with a capital B. And what does it mean? It's thinking about things like grace with a capital G. And I like to put the capital letters. It's contemplating things in Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance or things that, you know, um, Native American writers would write. These are the things that I was considering. If you like, if I go back to my time at presidential classroom as as a sixteen year old, you know, or if I think about like my struggle w with <laughs> loss of relationships and all these types of things that I've, that I've talked about before, like my desire is to bring light, is to find my own light. But, but for you to have it, I, I, I told my students this past week, like I want them to, to find their magic, to believe that they have it, to, to pull themselves out of themselves if they need to. My desire as a teacher, as, as a leader, as a mayor, as a, as a dad, as, as a whatever, as a dude, you know, is for you to experience renewal and revitalization and resurrection and life and light to, to know that the glory of God is a life fully lived. I've always had that magic. I've always had that desire to seek what is true and beautiful and worthy to fill myself with those things. I've gone off the rails. Don't misunderstand. I've gone off the rails plenty. But even when I was off the rails, that was my motivation. Even if it was skewed. And that's still there. And I hope that, I hope that for you. I hope that you see the magic in yourself. And that if you feel like you've lost it, to just take a closer look. I bet it's been there all along.
Well, this has been a Church of Six production. I appreciate you joining me on DT Madness. We'll be back again next Saturday. And I'll get back to the weekly installments as best as I can. This is brought to you by the Bucket of Life, by the Foundation Tower of Stone, the Wall of Belief, the Magic Rock times two, the Token of Hope, and the Rope of Renewal. Nothing divine is desperate, and may all your circumstances serve to awaken your compassion. And as you go, teach peace. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.